0: You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. You are tuned in to the Grit and Barrett podcast. The first and only podcast devoted to covering the 11-time... No, 12-time Calder Cup champions, the Hershey Bears. This is high energy, unfiltered, and at times unfocused hockey talk. Now here's your host, Richard Blosser. Hello everyone and welcome to the Grit and Barrett podcast, everyone. It is a Monday... October, checks notes, October 9th, 2023, and ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's finally upon us. We finally have real, bettable, huggable Hershey Bears hockey upon us, ladies and gentlemen. This Saturday, finally, finally, after three and a half months, three and a half months, of wandering the long, hot desert, it's finally here. Bears are back on Saturday, taking on the Belleville Senators. It's going to be great. It's going to be a great time at Giant Center, but we need to get through a lot, get through some things first. My name's Richard Blosser. Welcome to the podcast, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. It is a very busy week for, for yours, truly, and a very busy time of year as... Well, it's October, those lazy summer weekends where me and the wifey just sat around enjoying the air conditioning. (laughs) Those are over. Those are over. Much like Coach, I was getting antsy around Labor Day, or maybe that was just a suck job I was at. But around September, we're all getting that itch, we're getting ready for hockey to come back to us, and it kind of did, got to go see preseason there at the Capitals, and The Bears started training camp this past week, and we finally had Bears hockey back. It was finally great to have Giant Center back up and running. New branding out there. New branding throughout Giant Center. We'll get to that here a little bit later. We had a preseason game on Friday and everything. Yours truly was back up on... uh, Sorry about that. Messing with the microphone stuff. Sorry. Back up on Press Row yet again. And... Overall, I can't express to you all how great it was to be back at the arena. And myself, slavering over this hot microphone for all of you, bringing bringing you Hershey Bears action. Yet again, my goodness, I'm getting ahead of myself, aren't I? I am. So, So, let's get into this. It's indeed been a busy week for the boys because training camp's gotten up and running. The Capitals have sent down players that... You're, we're more, mostly AHL contracts, and we're sent down to us, and some prospects they want to get down. So um, so it was really good to see the socials get back up and running once again, seeing the Bears, you know, skate around and in practice jerseys and everything. Old Coach Todd Nelson's back out there once again. Zach's back at the arena after dealing with a four-year-old and a three- month year old at home love you zach mean it and everybody else is getting up and running the american hockey league engine is starting to get up and running and and humming to life so it was really good to see that to see all the social starting up again and you know hey are those some bears we spot on ice (laughs) bears emoji and hockey sticks out there this is what social media does nowadays but all joking aside, everyone, and I know I keep saying this, it's great to have it back because we honestly miss it. We really do, and the Bears are now going to have to start defending that twelfth Calder, d- defending that Calder Cup, because as we all know, ladies and gentlemen, the only thing harder than winning a cup is defending it, and that's ex- and I'm not quoting Uncle Doc. That's something anyone in hockey will tell you. So. Wednesday morning, we go back all the way to Wednesday as the Bears traveled up north, I 81, to take on the Wilkes-Barre-Scranton baby pens all the way up there in the arena in the shadow of a mountain. Now, for all of you who are new to this, um, first off, get used to the name Wilkes-Barre-Scranton. You're going to be hearing them a lot during the season. You're actually going to hear them 12 times this season. And when the arena in the shadow of a mountain is Mohegan Sun Arena, up there in Scranton, literally right off of I-81. As soon as you hit Wilkes-Barre's outer limits, it's three exits, all literally right after each other. One for not to Cook, one for Wilkes-Barre, and then BAM! There's the exit right there for Mohegan Sun Arena. You just go off the Cloverleaf, and right there it is. Right there. Now... It's not a bad arena, it's it's not, I mean, it's a big concrete donut, it's a big concrete biscuit, I mean, it was built in 2001, or is it 2000, anyway, it was built up there and it was, it, it does exactly what it's supposed to do. It is an arena up there that's meant to host not only hockey, but to bring concerts and And have a place for regional sports champion, regional winter sports championships to go. So it serves its purpose. It really does. So the boys traveled back up there Wednesday at ten thirty in the freaking morning. Why does Wilkes-Barre do this? Well, as I said last week, they did this because they, being Wilkes-Barre, wanted to do an educational day at their arena. They wanted to bring the kids out. Get them out of school or get them out of remote learning and bring them to the hockey arena. It'll be fun. It'll be great. They'll be loud. They'll be obnoxious. They'll be even more obnoxious. And, okay. All right. So it's called a school day game. And I can tell you this, Bears fans. I I will be shocked and chagrined if Hershey does this. Now, Wilkes-Barre doesn't do this during the regular season. Lehigh doesn't do this. Hershey doesn't do this. Now, Bridgeport Sound Tigers, twice a year. Springfield Thunderbirds, twice a year. Providence, nah. Hartford, nah. They don't do it. A few other te- teams in the Western Conference, a whole bunch of times they do them. I'm sure Manitoba does it. Iowa does it. And it's, it's a 10:30 game. It's exactly what it is. It's what it sounds like. Now, I'm sure some of you will ask, well, why doesn't Hershey do this? Sounds like something would be great for the kids. Yes, it would be great in theory for the kids. I mean, we, we have plenty of schools in our area that would gladly get in on it. We have a ton of them. I know they would. But here's the problem you kind of run into with this. And you can get away with this in baseball. You can't really get away with this in hockey because... I mean, sure, the schools are going to pay the group money, but who else is going to show up? Who? How many of the Bears regulars are going to go out there? That's a school day for them. Ain't nobody wasting PTO time to go out and watch this stuff. And I and, and I know a lot of the older people who are Bears fans. I'm sorry. You know who you are. They're not going to show up to this at 10 in the morning to hear kids yelling, yelling and screaming. I just don't see how Hershey, or at least Giant Center, think it would be worth the trouble, not to mention keeping all those concession stands open. How many of how many workers are actually going to be able to do it? So, it's just, it's more logistically, it would make it work. I mean, I know my wife, who works at Giant Center. I'm not 100% she would work it. I mean, a more... Better-paying job as opposed to something that pays above uh, minimum wage for a couple of hours? Sorry. I just don't I don't think it would happen. Now, watch. In the next two years, it will actually happen. But enough about that. Up the Wilkes-Barre screen. We go as it was Hershey versus Wilkes-Barre. And um, I don't have a lot for all you guys about this game because my new job... Um, I'm in a warehouse and, um, I'm not in a jockey wagon anymore, nor is the job actually slow enough to where I could actually listen to it. I'm actually in a, in a job where I actually have to work now. So I had no clue what was going on up there. I'm sorry. I, I, I really am. If I was back at uh, Nordstrom, I could probably have it on my phone if I was actually at, at XPO, I probably could have had it on my phone and listened to it. But while I, wa- I was in the break room listening to a little bit of it, it was probably around noon when I tuned in, and Zach, God bless him, he's there trying to call the action, trying to do everything, and all I can hear in the background is just children screaming. And they put Zach and the vi- the visitors, play-by-play, play, bless him, On a card table right above one of the 100 sections. Yep. He's not high above the action. Nope. He's there on a card table in section 112. I should know. I've walked by him plenty of times. Yeah, the official scorers actually have one of their score tables right beside him. God bless you, wilkes Anyway, the game did not go well for the boys in Chocolate and White. In fact, they were shut out and shut down 3-0 against wilkes and, um, yeah, a lot of players like were young players. Julian Napravik played as well. Um, just, uh, it wasn't a lot. And, it, again, it's the first game of the preseason. What can you really take away from it? Honestly, what? I mean, I, I, don't, I don't I don't know if Gibson or Stevenson went. I don't even know if they split time. Jerry, you're doing split time. It's tra- It's training camp. We got to get both goalies out there, Jerry. Once a 30-minute mark, they come on off and go, is it my turn yet? I'm sorry. I had a Kramer moment. Sorry, everyone. But um, but yeah, I don't even know if they if they did, did a split time or not. But all it was, it was a semi-dress rehearsal to get everyone up and running. And that's all that it was. And there ain't nothing wrong with that. These games in the long run mean nothing. And last year we lost to Wilkes-Barre up there at Mohegan and you saw how the season ended. So don't get distraught, Bears fans. I mean, we lost to Wilkes-Barre and I highly doubt any Wilkes-Barre fan is going to throw this in our face if we dominate the season series. They're going to go, oh, well, you may have beaten us nine times during the season, but we beat you once during the preseason. Therefore, it evens out. Uh, no, no, that that's not how it goes. So, after Wednesday, after Wednesday, the Capitals started making some more moves. And we're officially going to send guys down, more guys down to Hershey. Now, the first batch, again, the first batch were junior guys. And guys that weren't going to see, honestly, had no real real um chance of seeing the light of day. <clears throat> like Ryan Leonard, the Capitals' first round draft pick from this past year season he went back to college he made his college debut with the Boston College Eagles good on him good on him we'll see you later there kid we'll see you later so um you know after the Capitals got things down to uh 35 earlier in the week that they sent down to us was uh Patrick Dubay, Ethan Frank, Ryan Hoffer, Henrik Rybinski, Alexander Zaitsev, Bogdan Trenyev, Goalie Bjorklund and Gibson uh, placed on waivers was Riley Sutter and Chase Presky were sent to us and released to Bears training camp. Logan Day, Nick Lieberman, Jake Messi, and John McDonald and Aaron Ness. That was the first wave that happened Monday, literally after this podcast came out. So yeah, some of the stuff that I said was already outdated. C'est la vie, nature of the beast. And after the Capitals got through another round of where another round of preseason action on the road up there in Boston, going to Columbus and Detroit, uh, more cuts were going to have to be made. Now here was where the interesting, um, um, interesting part of this was going to happen, because Thursday night, their next to last road preseason game in Boston. Saw the Capitals go into overtime against the Boston Bruins, which I got to see those those Bruins um, 100th anniversary jerseys that they have. The home runs with the black and the striping down the forearm and the elbow and the big white numbers with metallic gold trim around the numbers. They're a thing. They are definitely a thing. Very minimalist. I think I've said this before. They are very limited minimalist. Not much on them. Not much striping. I think there's a Centennial patch that's on them. That's a shoulder patch, I believe. But, I will honestly say, that jersey was not made for me. It was not made for me. These were made for old-timers because they were made in the style of players like Bobby Orr and Esposito wore back in the 60s and 70s. The true heyday of Bruins hockey. So, it's made for them. And they'll enjoy it. They'll love it. So, have fun with that. But in overtime, the Capitals actually really dominated possession, had some really good looks, and Bruins actually had one look, and Hunter got the puck, slapped it right up in the ice. No, wait, that's Darcy Kempner. Anyway, he gets it, slaps it up the ice, all the way to Matthew fell to goes, Whoosh. you might as well have gone, beep, beep, up the ice, skates up in, David Posternok's back. Why is he back playing defense? Phelps skates into the circles, shoots, ping, in, and Matthew Phelps gets a wrister on, is that Brandon Bussey? No, no, that's Kincaid? No, Swayman? Who cares? It's in the net. A wicked corner pick wrister. Top corner where mama keeps the cookies. Rest in peace, RJ. As the Capitals won in overtime and Matthew Phelps he's staying in in DC that sort of shot that you can walk into the circles and pick your corner Alex Ovechkin's walking up looking up in the press box watching down on this going he's good he is very very good keep him but we have Nick on I said keep of him he would be good for my plans I'm sorry, I'm turning you know, Alex Ovechkin into a James Bond villain. But yeah, yeah, Matthew Phillips, Calgary wouldn't even give him a look. And he just goes out there and goes, hey, bro, watch this. And gets it in. Beauty of a shot. And myself and Corey just looked at each other virtually on Twitter. We're like, yeah, he's not coming to Hershey. Maybe once Max Max Pacioretty gets healthy, they might send him down. But Yeah. He, thanks, kid. It would have been nice to have you and Hershey, but thanks. So the Capitals had some decisions to make. And assigned to Hershey, well, Ethan Frank officially got assigned to Hershey, even though he got sent down earlier in the week. That could have been a typo because I'm reading this from Capitals PR. Uh, Hendricks LaPierre got sent down. Not surprising. Riley, Riley Sutter, Vinny Iorio, and Chase Presky all sent down. They cleared waivers. They went. Um, Placed on waivers for the sake of going to Hershey. Alex Limagus. Michael Scarbosa. Joe Snively. Big Daddy Dylan McElrath. So the captain will be returning to us. Hunter Shepard was placed on waivers. And me and the guys, we got a little nervous. Because there are a few teams that are looking for a goalie that they could pluck off of waivers. Two of those teams would be the Tampa Bay Lightning because Andre Vasilevsky had herniated disc surgery. Go Google it. And is out until Christmas. And uh, Colorado would need a goaltender because Francois. Or Francois, I call him François. But Francois is out for a while. So... Hunter could be a guy you brought in. What about Vegas? Uh, Yeah, they still have uh, Aiden Hill and um, Robin Lehner. So I don't think Vegas would have, ta- would have taken him. But you see what I mean. There's a little bit of a goalie market. And a team could snatch him up if they had the money. Thankfully, he did not. Nobody took him. And Hunter stayed. And the next one brought down to us was... Nicholas Anbe Kubel? I, I, and again, earlier in the week, we thought it would be Matthew Phillips. That's who we'd get. Or um they'd send somebody else down. But the Capitals decided to change things. Or they'd send Maroshenko the, the, the other Russian kid, who Ovechkin's taken a liking to. Good on the kid. But um it's weird. Nicholas Anke-Kubel, I haven't seen him since Lehigh. And dealing with this... I kind of felt like. Uh, I kind of felt like Lando Calrizian dealing with Darth Vader up in Cloud City. And where at first, all Lando thought he turned the rebels over and the Empire will leave him alone. That's all that he was doing. And after he does turn him over, Darth Vader decides he's going to freeze Han and Kryptonite. Kryptonite, or you know what I mean? Han's going to get frozen. And. You know, he goes to plead his case to Vader and says, wait, that wasn't part of the deal. And Va- and Vader, his infamous voice by James Earl Jones, said, I'm altering the deal. Pray I do not alter it any further. And walks on his way. Badass power move. Absolutely badass and brilliant writing. But I felt like that way with with Washington, that, that we're like, hey, hey. I thought the deal was you were going to send Phillips down to, down to us. I'm changing the deal. Pray I do not change it any further. And we got Nicholas Sankey-Kubel. Not that I'm complaining too much. Since he cleared, he's the fourth former Phantom that's now on Hershey. Four. One, two, three, four. Logan Day, Matt Strum. Look, wait. Logan Day... Matt Strom, Mike Vecchione, and now Nick Anke Kubel. Two of those guys were on Lehigh during their prime mid-2010s run. Both of them. Kubel destroyed us at one time. All we need now is Corbin Knight, and it feels like the circle would be complete. But that's what hockey does sometimes. The hockey gods can provide strange bedfellows sometime. So, with all that, that played into a Friday night game. Friday night home preseason game that yours truly got to go up for press row for. Now, now he kind of marked me down as part of 717 Sports Media, which I kind of am. Um, but, um, it was just, it was just weird going back there. And, the remnants of the auto show... Of the Antique Auto Show was still there. And um, some were worried it was going to get in the way of things. That it was going to cause a mess. Thankfully it wasn't. Because only 1,600 people showed up. If that. But Zach brought me back up to press row. I got in. The one outer security guard didn't have my name on it. But the inner one did. So I was able to go in. Took the elevator all the way up. Up to the press row, there with my laptop, and I'm just like, "Hello, baby, Daddy's home." Yeah, it's a preseason, but who cares? Walk in, there's Zach and Jesse welcoming me back in, and I'm there's only one other media person there with me, only one. But um, it was still a good time. Saw the boys come out. Clay Stevenson led and tripped and led the boys out. And uh, Wilkes-Barre put out a lineup that's probably going to be in Wheeling by the end of the week. It wasn't pretty. It wasn't pretty. But the Bears were able to get on the board early. After Je- James Huntington came out of the corner, fed, fed Mike Vecchione, who slid over to Patrick Dubé, who slaps it into the net, and he scored. Oh, Dubé with a great finish, even better pass by Vecchione. And it was one nothing Hershey, and all right, we're gonna get into this. We're it, this could it's preseason though, but we could have some scoring, we could have some goals, we could really get into things. And no, not really, because well, Wilkesbury played well, sucked. <laughs> okay, the shots after two were twenty three to five, and Wilkesbury had the five. All right, th- this wasn't pretty. It really wasn't. The notables I have from this game, Mike Vecchione got a 5-minute slashing and you're out penalty. All right, who calls that in the preseason? Whom? Whom I ask you, whom? But he was tossed, thankfully only got he got a one-game preseason suspension from it. That was it. Uh, let's see, let's see. Um, Hold on, let me check here. Got to grab my notes up from the game on paper. It was that type of game. Uh, Let's see here. Who else was looking good on here? Talk amongst yourselves. I should have circled players a lot better. Oh, yeah. Tyson Empney had a fight at a really good tilt with the Penguin. Just throwing hands, throwing fists, throwing potatoes, and they fell on the ice, and everybody fell in love with this guy. Absolutely fell in love with it. And I'm hoping he punches his ticket for Hershey. I mean he's a he's a big defenseman, seems like a nice enough guy. Um, on Wilkesbury, let's see who it was. God. Number 26, Austin Rusheff, is a big beefy boy at 6, 7, 230. Woof. That he he's huge. D- Even up at Press Row, I was like, who the hell is that? Who's that? He's huge. Oh, That's who he is. Apparently played in Milwaukee last year. Him and Jimmy Huntington apparently knew each other and were talking as well. Um, uh, Bears that I knew that stood out. Um, John McDonald, defenseman, had a really, really good game. I'm not sure if it's enough to keep him up. But, I mean, with possibly us losing a guy with Edmondson, um, Edmondson being out. Um, he might end up sticking around, or he could get kicked down to uh, South Carolina. Um, Garrett Rowe had a really, really good game as well. Warren an alternate A, played down in uh, South Carolina last year, and wore number sixty-five. Yeah, I didn't know Bears numbers could go up that high either. Last time we had a number that high, Dan Gilbert in seventeen eighteen wore seventy-seven. True story. Go look it up. And also, number 41, Alex Zdeleev. Get ready to hear that name, Bears fans. And you better learn to pronounce it correctly because that kid was out there wheeling and dealing, beautiful passing, protecting the puck, puck handling skills, getting around defensemen and wingers. Yes, they're destined for wheeling, but he's out there playing around on the ice and looking fantastic. And I'm seeing this kid, and I'm going, he's going to do something. There's this guy. This guy right here. And I'm thinking, you put Sedeliev... What is he? He's a forward. He's a left winger. Left, right. Okay. You put him on the second line, or if he plays well enough, you move him up to the first. Sorry, Ethan. You you put him on the same line as Scarbosa and Vec, or you put him with Mirachenko and is there on the second line with him? Possibly. Or do you throw Rybinsky with him? You throw Hoffer with him? Hmm. The possibilities are delicious. But this kid, Alex Zedeliev, Bears fans. Know it, learn it, and get ready to love it because this kid is special. Five minutes to go left there in the period. wilkes tries cranking up. The action, because they realize, oh, crap, we got to play hockey and try to tie this game. But was not able to do it. And Clay Stevenson gets a 12-shot shutout. Barely had to do anything. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night, Wilkes-Barre. Bears win it 1-0 the final. And, all right, let's get the hell out of here. Everybody out. Jesse told me, well, we're not going to do that much media stuff tonight. Yeah, I figured. Figured. I even got to meet Coach while I was getting dinner. It's weird where hockey takes you sometimes. But I was up there talking to uh, Dennis Gotteman, friend of the podcast, PA announcer for the Cubs. Fills in for Jared one time to time. Filled in on Friday. Got to talk with him. And we talked for about five minutes and one of the people was doing the board saying, everyone left, can I just shut her down? Yeah, go ahead, shut it down. We're done. and the video board's off. Okay, guess I better get going. So I mean, Dennis talked for about five more minutes and walked down. Um, I actually walked down to the main entrance and I got to see a lot of the new branding that's up. And they have the welcome 12-time Calder Cup champion banners that are up there. Including a bit of a preview of what we will see on Saturday up there. You turn around and you look behind you at the entrance thank you bears nation but on each side what you had the old logos of the bears you had the 30 through 60 logos out by the thank and then by the nation was the ones used from 70 all the way up through present that's right the old skating bear and the rink logo the skating bear the swatting bear and then the modified walking bear for today It's, it's a nice touch it really is And then me finally seeing over at the South Gold, the B-E-A-R-S. Bears, Bears, Bears. Banner that's out there. And um, (laughs) you can tell where the budgeting went this year. And there's more. There is absolutely more. Like the the championship photo was finally put up there. And I'm like, all right, this is going to be the big blown up one. They're going to put it up there. And no, because while they have what's now called the Wall of Champions this is a thing they shrank the photos and moved them higher why are why'd you do this giant center what was wrong with the previous photos you just put the new one up there you get a nice border for it you get some nice trim maybe something gold and you just place it up there not that hard but instead, no, you shrink it and you put it higher so no one can freaking see it. That was the beauty of those of those photos. They were nice eye-level, no higher than a normal room, and you could see them. <sighs> Leave it to Hershey to sometime mess up the simplest of things. I shouldn't be surprised. But anyway, Bears fans, we're gonna take a short break and say a word from our sponsor. And we got one more preseason game to take care of and some more stuff heading into opening weekend. And we'll be back right after this. All right, Bears fans, it's October and it is still time for Lord football as the NFL season still goes strong. You want to put down some sweet action as we are heading toward tons of football, international games, college football. Football, Monday night football, Thursday night football. There's a whole bunch of it in the month of October. And you can get in on it with DraftKings Sportsbook, which will hook you up with great offers all NFL season long. Bet $5 on any game this week to score $200 instantly in bonus bets. DraftKings won't stop there. Take advantage of even sweeter offer every game day in October. We have plenty of football to be played through this month and you need to get in on that sweet sweet action with DraftKings DraftKings sportsbook. Maybe you want to get the weekend started a little right and sprinkling in maybe a little over under there on a Thursday night. If you're feeling a little saucy, maybe a little college football action on a on a Friday night night. Want to take a heavy favorite with the heavy favorite with a lot of points being scored being scored. Go for it there on a Saturday. Sunday, NFL action, especially with an international game at 9 a.m., you can get your betting action started early. And on Monday night, if it's a doubleheader, sometimes you got to double up to catch up there on a Monday night. That's five, almost six days of football sports betting for you, and that can be had on DraftKings Sportsbook. Get in on the action. Get in on the game day greatness. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code THPN. Customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet five on on the NFL. That's code THPN on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. Sorry about that. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of the Boot Hill Casino and Resort, Licensee Partner, Golden Nugget, Lake Charles in Louisiana. 21 plus age varies by restriction void and void in Ontario boy bonus bets expire one 168 hours after insurance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms and responsible gambling resources. And now back to the show. And we're back here on the grit and Barrett podcast. Thank you so much to our sponsor, DraftKings Sports. Sportsbook, the official sponsor of the Gritton Barrett podcast. Make sure you get out there and sign up and use code THPN. All righty. So the Bears, after having some uh, preseason stuff, the Capitals had their final preseason game at home against the Columbus Blue Jack. Gets getting one last tune-up as NHL action will kick off on Tuesday. hmm we will finally get back at it. Columbus, no, Columbus, Chicago, and Pittsburgh. There at eight o'clock on Tuesday. Yours truly will be doing a watch along of seeing the Yinzers take on the Blackhawks. Also, Vegas, your current reigning and defending Stanley Cup champions will raise a banner. there are t T-Mobile arena right there on the strip, right between the MGM Grand and New York, New York, as the plaza will be up and running, and there'll be horns, they'll be playing, they'll be flag-waving, they will be banners, and I'm getting carried away, aren't I? Anyway, they'll be raising a banner out there in Vegas that night. Teams will have opening nights across the league. The rest of the week. Yes, world! (sighs) Thank the gods it is here once again. And Steve Dangle will be able to make lovely Toronto Maple Leafs videos once again. The world is healing. But the Bears still had one more preseason game to get through this past Sunday as they indeed took on those no-good, dirty, rotten Lehigh Valley Phantoms on a Sunday afternoon. And... um. It was internet only out there, but actually there was no Bears call because Zach had a family emergency, but good news did come out of that. All's well there with the Fish family. We will see him opening night. Uh, He is friend of the show, and he's got uh, lots of announcing to do Saturday, Saturday night, and I will not be up in press row for that because there are a lot of people who will want to be, but... On Sunday, it was still the Bears versus the Phantoms. Um, I did not listen much to this, but the Bears were able to get on the board early as Empney got on the board. Ryan Hopper scoring on a penalty shot. And the Bears are playing well. 2-0 after two. It's okay, guys. We got this. 2-0. All right, let's put this in the barn. And I'm getting ready for the show. I record this on a sh- Sunday afternoon afternoon all right i'm about ready to get going let me go use the bathroom and i'll be right out come right out trying to get final preparations for the show getting ready look at the phone Corey's covering it and what do you mean it's 3-3 okay so the phantoms scored at the beginning of the period all right fine we'll be fine we'll be fine uh tereniev scored to make it 3-1 all right we got this two goal lead nope phantoms get two more goals before the end of the period And we're tied at three. Why are you doing this, Lehigh? It's preseason! People wonder why I hate this team. This is why. Stuff like this. Because... It's preseason. Because it's preseason. Guys... Guys... Stop trying! Alright? Stop trying! Alright? We're gonna see you 12 more times! We're gonna see you twelve more times throughout the year, all right? Mike Milbury's not gonna care. Is it Mike Millberry? You know what I mean. Danny Briere ain't watching. He ain't there. He, he he's off in Philly, getting the opening night roster finished off. Anyway, anyway. Bears losing overtime as the Phantoms ended it. No T. Win 4-3 in overtime, and the Bears go 1-1-1 one, one, and one in the preseason. Again, I'm not going to try. I am not going to overreact. I will remain calm. However, why do you give up three goals in the third period to them? Why them? What? Why? If this was against Binghamton, I wouldn't have cared. But this is Le- Lehigh. All right. All right, that's not the point. That's not the point in all this. It's not. Let's not do preseason overreact. Let's not. NFL does that. We don't. Let's not. Let's not. These are just things that Coach Todd Nelson's going to tighten that ship up. And he's going to give those boys a lesson by Thunder. So, okay, Bears go 1-1-1 in the preseason. Fine, fine. And at the time of this broadcast, the Capitals are gonna to have to make one more list of cut downs as we head into as we head into opening weekend. And I do not know which way this is going to go. I think they really want to keep Matthew Phillips up there. I know I keep calling him Matthew Phelps, but at least while Pat Max is injured and Joel Edmondson is injured, we're gonna be having some guys up there. This is why we stocked up during during the offseason. This is why we made all the moves. We are going to be fine. The majority of the team that won the Cup last year is returning, about 60% of them, give or take. And we saw some really good stuff out, out of people this, uh, this preseason. So, um, again, the list that I was looking over from Friday as well, again, we will have VAC. We will have Logan Day. Well, if Chase Presky, he'll be be with us as well, and we just got to see where the roster cuts lay. These are decisions that people in higher pay grades than me have to make. So we shall see moving forward. Um, so we are heading into Saturday. It will be opening night, opening banner, and two opening weekends this weekend as the Hershey Cubs. Will return from their rookie showcase in Upstate New York and we'll find and we'll get the old barn up and running again on a Friday night as they take on, I think the Elmira Impact they're taking on. But seven o'clock start, they're at the old barn, Bears fans. And yours truly will be there Friday night hockey. Yes, please, and thank you. With Hershey Park up and running, dark nights at full strength, cool weather moving in. It's beginning to look a lot like hockey weather, ladies and gentlemen. And then Saturday is opening night, the red carpet ceremony. You know what? With what the Bears do, I'm surprised they haven't done a chocolate carpet thing. And I'm sure everybody's going to show up. Todd Nelson's going to bring the bike out. He's going to bring the bike out with the leather jacket. I'm pretty sure he's going to. And, you know... We'll be a, the, the players will walk out, shake hand, kiss baby, shake hand, kiss baby, shake baby, kiss hand, and we'll move right along. But also this weekend, the Bears will be wearing 12-time Carter Cup champion jerseys. Yes! Specialty jerseys when the Bears win the Cup. We're doing this again, baby. All right. I can't wait to see these things. They're going to be great. They're going to be fantastic. And... And uh, oh, let me just bring up on my phone here. And uh, yeah, so the uh, the jersey itself is a white base with uh, dark chocolate, chocolate and off chocolate striping on the shoulder and by the uh, and by the wrists. It says 2023 has the Calder Cup on it. There are 12 stars on it, representing 12 Calder Cup champions and the Hershey Bears logo on it. And I believe there is a uh, patch on there that says they poked the bear. Lovely. Now, I would have liked to have um, Coachella Valley's logo on the shoulder like they did for Texas and Manitoba. (laughs) I'd love to see it. Or maybe something down the arm that said uh, uh, Charlotte Hartford. Rochester, Coachella Valley. Because me personally, I like to wear the crests of my fallen enemies. But okay, these will be cool. These will be cool opening night. uh, They'll be wearing them both days. Oh, cool. All right. So they'll be wearing these jerseys. They'll be two worns, And that'll really drive up the value for them. Actually, they're warm-ups. Yeah. You know what we did for um, um, uh, Chris Bork retirement night? Yeah, that shit's returning. And uh, But unlike the Bork jerseys, these are all subliminated. Which means the logos and everything are just screen pressed on. They are not sewn on. They are not patched on. There are no patches on this thing. It is all right into the jersey like what the Harrisburg Senators do. What the hell is this crap? Urshie, can I speak to your manager, please? Why are we doing this? What, it, what, what, was all the budgeting going toward the, the, the signage? Did we spend all our money on the signage around the building? Because it also turns out that the Hockey Fights cancer jerseys, you know, the ones that tend to bring in the most money when uh, we do this kind of stuff, those are also going to be subliminated. Hockey fights, cancer, breast cancer awareness, for as time as I've been a Bears fan, has been the single biggest money maker for this club. Because there are a lot of Bears fans that have been affected by cancer. And the knowing that this money goes toward that type of research and goes toward the Hershey Medical Center to help out as well is a great cause. And fans are willing to dump money into these things. And instead, you make them subliminated? Even though the designs on these things have gone down the past three seasons we've actually played? <sighs> Gosh. Now I'm sure some of you are asking, Well, are you going to buy one? One of those uh, warm-up ones? <sighs> if the prices are actually half-decent, then I might take a run at one of them. I might. But we found out in December that the Bears are going to actually be doing ugly Christmas sweater jerseys. Those are going to be real game-worn jerseys. And, um, okay, I'm listening. I'm listening because um, we haven't done a Christmas jersey since the night Justin Pogie went crazy. We've done a New Year's one. I think that was 2012 we did that. But, um, yeah, ugly Christmas sweater jer- fine. And uh, we'll be doing one other specialty jersey after the new year. Details to follow. Place your bets. It very well could be St. Patrick's Day. But, um, yep, we'll get a specialty jersey opening weekend. It's just it'll be warm-up only. Lol. But, anyway, why should I complain too much? We're going to be coming back home. So that'll do it for the Grits and Barrett podcast this week, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much. For listening to to the show this week, for your times, listens, and downloads, we do have a Patreon page going as well. Make sure you check that out at Patreon.com/slash Grit and Barrett Podcast. We'll be getting that up and humming more and more. And um, you know, we've we got a YouTube channel of the page going. We're gonna start probably uh, next week. We'll be probably be live streaming on that channel as well. As well as more stuff, we're going to be looking into trying to tap into different stuff this season as a way to expand this brand and this podcast, which is made possible by each and every one of you. So, Bears fans, well, it's over, everyone. It's time to get back to Giant Center and it's time to cheer the boys on. So, I'll see all of you at Giant Center on Saturday. Go, Bears! And get out there and enjoy some hockey. We'll see you next time. Thank you for downloading this episode of the Grit and Barrett podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe on whatever podcast platform you are currently listening to. If you are listening on Apple or Google, please leave us a five-star review as it appeases our algorithm overlords. If you enjoyed this podcast, please check out the Hockey Podcast Network.